Well, somewhere around 30 years ago, we don't, I can't know, remember how long, but uh, somewhere around then, we had the privilege of being able to support John and Rhonda Lennon uh, in their ministry in South America, particularly in Paraguay, as they started out some years ago. Their children, Marina and Johnny as well, just young. Uh, and uh, today we're privileged to be able to continue that relationship with them. John and Rhonda moved from Paraguay some years ago and now are ministering in Ecuador. We had the privilege of hearing from them in the morning uh, Sunday school, the bodybuilders hour. John will be preaching today. And then we have the opportunity to gather again tonight just to hear testimony uh, on what's going on in their lives. And then we'll gather for an, a meal after the, the service tonight. So I hope that you'll plan on coming here uh, tonight at six o'clock and plan on staying uh, as we just fellowship with John and Rhonda. The scriptures says that uh, it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testified to your love before the church. He said, you, you will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God. Why? Because they've gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. And that, then, he, then he gives us this application. John gives us this application as he writes this third letter. He says, therefore, we ought to support people like these that we may be fellow workers in the truth. And then as you give week after week and month after month and year after year, when you give to missions, you have the privilege of joining together to become a fellow worker for the truth, to, to support faithful uh, servants of Christ like John and Ron and their family uh, in your giving. And I hope that you'll do that. We want to be able to send them off in a way that would be worthy of God tonight. So we'll be giving throughout the day. You could give today. Just mark that on, on your offering envelope. Lennon's love gift. And uh, we'll make sure that, that gets to them uh, throughout the day today. But we've asked John to come and share the word with us this morning. And I hope that you give your attention as he directs our attention to the word of the living God. John, would you come? Well, good morning. It, it's so good to be back here at uh, Calvary Bible and to, be, um, to see what God is doing here. Thank you, Pastor Joe, Pastor Rodney, uh, the elders, the opportunity to serve uh, on, be, on your behalf in South America all these years, uh, preaching the gospel, preaching the word of God, and uh, just what a blessing to be back here and to be able to share, and uh, thank you so much, and uh, we're just thrilled for that. Uh, I'd like to... Uh, Introduce my beautiful wife, Rhonda. You get a chance to meet her and uh, uh, chat with her afterwards. And uh, uh, we always love to meet people and meet new people and, uh, uh, and re renew acquaintances. And so uh, thank you so much for your encouragement to us. Uh, we have uh, new prayer cards uh, there in the, both lobbies there. And feel free to, um, to take one and uh, continue to pray for the gospel to be uh, spread out uh, throughout the world. And so um, we have fond memories of the, the mission team that visited us in uh, uh, Paraguay. And, uh, and so uh, it's been a joy to, to see many of you today and uh, uh, just to see what God's doing. Brother Mike, thank you for the opportunity to meet you. And uh, we, we prayed for you, for your ministry. Recently, you guys were in Uganda, the Calvary Bible Church there in Uganda. 
uh, also the ministry there in Mexico, and, uh, and we pray for you guys, even on the other side of the world, and so uh, thank you for the privilege of sharing life together and sharing the gospel. Do you remember when the gospel first reached your life? Uh, maybe it was a, a, a grandparent. Uh, uh, you remember as a child, a grandparent invited you, you took you to vacation Bible school, uh, or um, someone invited you to church or a Christian uh, that worked with you, uh, prayed with you, and through that the gospel came to your life. Uh, I share a little bit about my father, his family that came over from the Middle East, and, and uh, uh, my, uh, after he met my mom, somebody there in Altoona, Pennsylvania, invited them to hear an evangelist preach in Chambersburg, and they went over the mountain there through McConnellsburg to Chambersburg, and uh, there uh, heard the gospel for the first time and trusted Jesus Christ as uh, uh, his Savior, my dad there. And uh, our family that grew up there in the Altoona area uh, that was involved in a, a Bible church, and it came to our family there. And um, uh, through my maternal family, many of my cousins and family members wound up being pastors and missionaries around the world because somebody shared the gospel with them. Well, when you think about the, uh, the Scripture, today uh, we, we talked about the doctrine of the fall of man there. And you go back to the book of Genesis there in Genesis chapter 1, the creation in the beginning, God, the eternal God, creator of heaven and earth, that uh, he created earth and man made us in his image, uh, placed man and woman in the Garden of Eden to have a, a perfect unity and a communion and fellowship with them. But man chose to rebel against God. And the result of that was sin and the consequence of sin was death. But there in Genesis chapter 3, God extended mercy and grace to them. Adam and Eve didn't die in that moment, but a, a death took place, a substitutional death took place where God covered uh, Adam and Eve with the skins of animals there. And uh, he pronounced in Genesis 3.15 a promise that a Satan conqueror would come, the Messiah would come and defeat death, defeat Satan, and... Um, and from there, throughout uh, the Old Testament scriptures, sacrifices, blood sacrifices were held from Adam and Eve when they left the garden. You had Abel that uh, offered a sacrifice. Noah offered a sacrifice. There, Abraham offered a sacrifice there on Mount Moriah when he was, took his son up there. And uh, when they were walking up to Mount Moriah, uh, Isaac asked his father, Father, we have the wood and we have the... Uh, the uh, fire, but uh, where is the sacrifice for the, uh, our offering? And there in prophetic word, he said, God himself will provide a lamb for the sacrifice there. And Abraham offered a substitutional sacrifice that day in place of his son. The uh, tabernacle was established there, and year after year, sacrifices were offered. And uh, with the promise that one day Messiah would come to save there, and God made a promise to Abraham that Messiah would come, and, um, and, and uh, that one day that he would save them from their sins. And, and there uh, at Christmas time, we celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ. A few weeks ago, we celebrated the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the gospel message there. And... Uh, 
And for years, uh, the prophets had been uh, proclaiming uh, that one day a Messiah would come. Israel was waiting for Messiah, and they rejected him as Messiah. Jesus came when he came there during Holy Week that we celebrate from Palm Sunday to the, the, his crucifixion and resurrection. They thought that uh, a, Jesus was a political uh, Messiah, that he was going to liberate them from the, uh, the oppression of the Roman government. But Jesus came to, to fulfill that ultimate sacrifice when he died on the cross for your sins and my sins. And in the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul is addressing the Jewish believers there, the, the uh, uh, scattered around Rome there. And in chapters 7, 8, and 9, he talks about Israel rejecting uh, Jesus as Messiah, as their Savior. The salvation had come to Israel, and they had rejected it. And then the question is, well, then who can be saved? If Israel rejected it, who can be saved? And that, that is where we come to our text today in Romans chapter 10. Very familiar verses of Scripture. Israel has rejected salvation. In, in chapter one or chapter 10, verse 1, Paul says, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. They reject him. And then verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For the, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and uh, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse number 11. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Who shall be saved? Israel rejected him. Now in verse 13. For whosoever, that includes you and me, what a wonderful, wonderful promise that includes all of us now. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then salvation doesn't stay with us. We're not to, uh, uh, we're not to keep it ourselves. Verse number 14, or 13, 14 says, But how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring uh, glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Elias said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel is the power of God, the salvation, the death, burial, and resurrection, that wonderful message that God created man. Man fell in their sin and had no way of redeeming themselves. Jesus himself was that redeemer, died on the cross, saved us from our sins. And when we place our faith and trust in him, our sins are forgiven. Our relationship with God is restored. And there, the Bible says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, uh, all things uh, are passed, the old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. We are justified by faith. That wonderful message of the gospel. And you remember when the gospel came to you. But the gospel is not supposed to stay with us. 
what God did in our lives, saving us from our sins, forgiving us of our sins, giving us a hope of eternal life, giving us hope of heaven and hope in this life, that message is not to be kept with ourselves, but is to be shared with others around the world. You know that there are people in our society, in our communities here, that believe, that do not believe, that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. A wonderful, wonderful message that we can come to Christ and be saved. But then in verse 14 says, Well, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? There are people in our community that have all kinds of beliefs, different beliefs. They do not believe the message that we're talking about. They do not believe the, the uh, message of salvation. They have all kinds of different types of beliefs. And how should they call on him in whom they have not believed? I had a man walk up to me one day. He said, John, uh, I've studied all the major religions of the world. I've studied Buddhism and Hinduism and Mormonism and he listed all the isms there that he had studied, and he said, John, uh, can you help me study Christianity? Because uh, I want to compare that with everything I have uh, studied, and then I'm going to decide for myself what to believe. So, sure, I'd love to do that. Uh, I'm not afraid to do that because the Bible says the, the gospel is the power of God to salvation, and all we have to do is share it, and, and uh, God himself, the Holy Spirit, will work on that, and I said, I'd be happy to share that with you. Let's start with a Bible study there. And we began to study the scriptures. We began with Genesis chapter 1. The eternal God created heaven and earth. And we did that one week. The next week we studied creation. God created the heavens and earth and everything in the earth. We went through all of that to establish that in scripture. The next week we studied God created man in his image and to have a, a, a relationship and to uh, have communion with him in the Garden of Eden. The next week we studied about the fall of man, rebellion of sin, where man rebelled against God, disobeyed God, and the penalty of that was sin. And then the following week, when we got to the part where, where um, a man tried to cover their sin with the uh, uh, clothes of leaves, that God provided that first substitutional sacrifice, their death there, covered them with the uh, skins of animals, as we got to that part, this young man began to cry uncontrollably. Several weeks, we have gone through the very basics of Scripture there in Genesis, and he began to cry, and he began to open up his heart. And there he began to tell us, uh, tell me there, that as a little child, his father had abandoned their, their home and left his mother to leave them. And, uh, and through the insecurity of his life, he had been trying to grasp anything that he could believe on to try to bring that fulfillment in his life so that we could bring some kind of stability in his life. And there he began to open his heart. And there we began to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ that Jesus was his substitutional death on the cross that could provide him that stability in his life to know that he can be a believer, that he can trust Christ as his Savior, and there uh, he followed the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior there. The Bible says, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? There are people that believe on many other things, all kinds of things, trying to fulfill something that void in their life. But we have the message of Jesus Christ here, the salvation that is preached in the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus 
Whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And then how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? Do you know that there are people in our community that have never heard the gospel message of Jesus Christ? I mean, that seems strange. We've got Christian radio, Christian bookstores. You go on the internet, there's the gospel preached. Uh, there are people that have access to that, but there are people that have never heard the gospel message of Jesus Christ. We live in Quito, Ecuador. Quito at one time was part of the Inca Empire that went from Quito, Ecuador, all the way to southern Peru, the same distance from York, Pennsylvania, to Salt Lake City. A massive amount of uh, geography there. And I uh, went to a ruins one day, the Inca uh, ruins one day, and, and the guide was telling us about the religious system of the ancient Incas. The ancient Incas, they believed that there was a supreme being. They believed, the ancient Incas believed that this, this supreme being had a type of a trinity. He believed that one of the gods in that trinity impregnated a woman. They believed that this supreme being was uh, angry, and the only way to appease this uh, god of his anger was sacrificing uh, uh, a substitutional sacrifice, and they would offer women and children on an altar, and blood would be shed during the sacrifices until they felt that this supreme being was appeased of whatever anger he had. And as the guy began to tell us about that, my heart began to sink, uh, to sink, and, and tears began to come down my my cheeks because I realized they had never heard. Jesus had already provided that, fulfilled that on the cross when he cried out and said, it is finished, and there was no more need of a blood sacrifice because it was finished there. The wrath of God was satisfied there, and we are justified by faith. And for a thousand years after that time, people died because they had never heard, never heard the message. I meet people there on the streets of Quito uh, that, had come, that come from the Middle East, and, and they ask me the question, will you tell me about Jesus? Will you tell me about Jesus? Because they have never heard that gospel message of Jesus Christ. There are people here in our community that have never heard the gospel message of Jesus Christ there. And how shall they call on him in whom they have not heard? And then the Bible says, and shall the, how shall they hear without a preacher? doesn't mean Preacher Joe and Preacher Rodney and Preacher Mike and Preacher John and you know, all the different preachers that we have and pastors. How shall they hear unless someone tells them, a proclaimer, tell someone else what Jesus Christ did in your life and what he has done in my life that he can forgive us our sins and he can give us hope of eternal life. How should they hear without a preacher? I've had many couples come to me that say, Pastor, our marriage is, we're about ready to split. And uh, I said, well, let's, let's go. Let's meet in, in our office and let's go in the scriptures here. And... Um, each one, they'll tell me about their problems and what has caused the conflict in their home, and, and uh, they're about ready to give up and walk out 
on each one, and, and you come back to the message, well, let me tell you the reason why you have these conflicts. And you begin the, begin the story of Genesis and go back to the Garden of Eden and how that God provided a way not only for salvation, but how that God can restore their marriage. And time after time after time, young couples, both of them, as, let's, let's start from the beginning <laughs> by trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior because that's where it all starts. And then we'll work on the other little details of your marriage. And then different couples have come to faith in Jesus Christ. How shall they hear without a preacher? We have coworkers that we go to work with or, or we participate in sports activities with uh, with uh, people in our community that are going through the same problems we have with financial difficulties or loss of job or, or illness or, or uh, the loss of a loved one. And, and to be able to share the message of Jesus with them, how that Jesus gave you peace in your life, how Jesus restored your marriage, and how Jesus was able to, to walk with you through the difficulties of life. And people, uh, when we share that message of Jesus Christ, God begins to work in people's lives. Why? Because the gospel is the power of God to salvation. Uh, and we are to share that. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And then the Bible says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? There are many wonderful organizations uh, around the world that provide humanitarian aid. Uh, we see different organizations uh, that uh, when there's earthquakes, when there's hurricanes, when, there's, uh, when people's homes uh, catch on fire and they're left uh, destitute on the street, there are many different uh, ONGs and different organizations that go and provide humanitarian relief, that provide aid to them, that help them in their human needs. But there's only one institution that can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that is the church of Jesus Christ, the believers, the body of believers that we as the church of Jesus Christ have the privilege of sharing the message of Jesus Christ, the salvation that, that brings hope, that can change their lives, that can give hope through whatever circumstance of life and give their assurance of hope of eternal life there. How shall they preach except they be sent it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. As I was meeting with uh, my Persian friend that I was telling you about this morning, in a coffee shop this morning, he had invited one of his friends to come uh, and participate in our Bible study. It was a young lady. She came and she sat down there at the table. She said, John, I, uh, I'm a lawyer by trade. Uh, I work in the judicial system here in Ecuador and I uh, work for the government and I have reached the pinnacle of my career. But John, I don't have peace in my life. Can you tell me how I can have peace? <laughs> so I'd be happy to do that. Started with Genesis. Why the conflict in her life and how Jesus could provide that. You know, there are people like that in our communities, our contacts that come to us and they, they don't have peace. Their families are in a disorder. They have some financial crisis. Uh, they have some kind of family crisis. And the Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace that bring glad tidings of good things. 
the songs that we have sung today, the scriptures that we have read, the doctrinal statement that we recited today, all the message of good things, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we share that message of Jesus Christ to others, the Holy Spirit begins to work in ways that we will never understand. Maybe they'll hear it and and not listen to it again for years to come, but God begins to work to sow a seed that the Bible says it is the power of God to salvation. God will do a work in their life. I was in Bogota, Colombia one day, and uh, after the service, a man came to me and uh, said, John, I'm a musician, and uh, when I was uh, a young person, uh, my uh, music group, we went to Quito, Ecuador, and uh, to, per, to do a concert. And uh, back in the day, they didn't put us in hotels, but uh, there were people that we, uh, we went uh, stayed in different homes. And so uh, this one family invited us, and we stayed in their home. And so uh, one night, uh, when we were ready to go to bed, there was a tra- little transistor, transitional, uh, transistor radio there on the dresser. So I was excited about that. I went to listen to it, and it was a radio that was connected only to a Christian radio station in Quito, Ecuador. I was so upset because I wanted to listen to some music, and and I couldn't, so I I, I turned it on. And uh, there was some preacher that was preaching, and he preached the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And that was all I had, so I listened to it the whole week that I was in Quito, Ecuador. And, uh, And then when we left, I never thought about it again. Till one day, I met a missionary. And he came and he began to tell that story of Jesus. And I remembered what I had heard over 20 years prior to that in a, in, in a home in Quito, Ecuador. And uh, there when the, when the preacher, the missionary there in, in Bogota was sharing the message of Jesus Christ, he said, almost immediately the Holy Spirit worked in my life. And that night I gave my life to Jesus Christ there. And uh, so I'm so happy for that. And I want you to introduce to my son, my son now is a pastor. Why? Because it was a faithful believer who had a transition, tra- transistor radio that was connected to a Christian radio station in a foreign country that was willing to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then, how should they call on him in whom they have not believed. And how should they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how should they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? How beautiful are few to those who preach the gospel of peace and the message of good tidings there. And you could be here this morning. Somebody invited you to church this morning, but you have never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You came here and you think, I don't know why I'm here today. Uh, My parents made me come or my neighbor invited me to church. I'm not sure why I'm here today. But I have a need in my heart. And I would like to trust Jesus Christ as my Savior today. And before we leave this room today, I would like to encourage you to come meet the pastor, come meet the elders here, different people here that would be willing to open up the Word of God and show you how that you can call in the name of the Lord and be saved, and how that you can go and share that message of Jesus Christ with other people. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Will you tell me about Jesus? There's a world out there waiting 
to hear that wonderful message. Would you be willing to, do, to share that message with others? Let's pray this morning. Father, thank you so much for the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection. Thank you that you forgive us our sins, that you justify us, that you restore that relationship that was broken because of sin. Thank you that you give us hope of eternal life. Thank you that you give us a new family, the family of God. Thank you that you give us the privilege of growing and worshiping you with body believers. And Lord, if there's someone here that has never trusted you as Savior, I pray that today before they leave, that, that today that they'll come to you because you promise that whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Lord, help us as a body believers to be passionate about the lost, passionate about those without Christ. And Lord, I pray that you will bless your word. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.